We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. This evening, I want to share what I have titled, A Love Beyond Comprehension. And I just feel it's apt for this month. The month is the manifestation of the Father's love. And I want to share with us the different ways that God shows his love for you and I. God's love is different. It's not the fuzzy woozy love between a man and a woman. It's, it's greater than the love between a father and a child. It's greater than the love between two friends. No matter what Facebook tells you that you cannot live without friends and their liking, I can assure you God's love is different. It's absolutely different. God's love is incomprehensible. That's, that's the only way I can... It, it, there's no reason and rhyme about it, but God just loves you. He loves you. Even in our, even when we were yet sinners, even in our fields, even when we knew we didn't have any way, anywhere we were going to, God did not give up on you and I. He still loved us because his love for us is beyond anything that you can ever imagine. And the book of Romans 5, Romans 5, um, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, tells us that the way God demonstrates his love for us, he says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us, towards you and I, in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. The verse before that tells us that it's very difficult for anybody to die for anybody, that a person might consider dying for somebody who is righteous, but not for somebody who is not. But you and I were sinners, yet he sent his son he died to die for us because he loved us. He loves us absolutely. That's, there's no one who can dis- demonstrate their love as much as God demonstrated his love for you and I. I've been to a few funerals in my lifetime where you would go and there are people sit, standing by the graveside and they are screaming and they are shouting, oh, I can't let him go. I can't let, ah, today's the day. Ah, I must follow. If, you, if everybody steps back and tells the person to jump into the grave, I can assure you they wouldn't. Nobody follows the other. No matter how much you profess to love the person, you know, we, we demonstrate it in words, but when it comes to action and indeed, none of us will want to be buried with anybody. But God allowed his son to die and to be buried just for the sake of you and I. So this evening, I'm going to share a few things about the love of God that is beyond comprehension. First of all, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 103 verse 11 tells us about the immeasurable love of God. It tells us, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his love towards those who fear him. NIV version says love, and NKGV says mercy. In the Bible, love and mercy are intertwined. They substitute depending on the version that you are reading, but NIV says God's love for you and I is as high as the heaven 
is from the earth. That means you cannot measure God's love for you. Man is able to measure the distance between earth and moon. They can measure between Venus and Mars, whether it's true or not, but that's what they tell us that they can. Nobody has been able to measure the distance between earth and heaven. But God tells you that his love for you and I is as high as the heavens is from the earth. It means it's, it has no end. He loves you so much. He wants to be with you in eternity. So that is the love of God for us. His love is unmeasurable. His love is forever. The book of Jeremiah 31.3 tells us about the everlasting love of God. He tells us, the Lord has appeared of old saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you to me. In Psalm 103, 17, again it says, but from everlasting to everlasting, the, love, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness is with his children's children. He, so it's not, he just doesn't love you here. When you die, the love continues. That is the, the father we are talking about, the manifestation of the father's love. His love continues, whether you are here and whether you are with him in eternity. Exodus 20, verse 6, it says, But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Again, it's showing his love to those who love him and who keep his commandment. There's no end to God's love for you. And I, even when we have, we have strayed, his love still there, just waiting for you to come back to him. His love never goes. The love of God adds value. He says that he's the one who gives good gifts and adds no sorrow. When God loves you, and you return that love. When God loves you, he adds value to you. That is why he took Joseph from the pit to be a prime minister in Egypt. He took David, the shepherd boy, to sit on the throne in Israel. He took Saul, who was persecuting him, and he became a general of God when it comes to preaching and writing about God. John chapter 1, verse 12 and 16 and it says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name verse 16 and of his fullness we have all received the grace for grace we are now children of the living God people that are empowered and Christ said, greater things shall you do than even him. That is the value God's love adds to us. You cannot come into his presence and not have something added to you. No matter how this message is, there's something that you will take away. It is because God loves you. That is why you are here this evening, to hear him. Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The, the addition, because God loves us, even when Christ was going, he said, I will not leave you alone. I will send a helper, a comforter to you, the Holy Spirit. So there's always an addition to the love of God. So never forget, no matter what you are going through, remember God loves you. 
and he will add to you. He adds value to you. And God's love is a given love. God's love is not a selfish love. It's a given love. It's a sacrificial love. He tells her that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Somebody who did not spare his son, there's nothing that you want that he will not give to you because he loves you. Even me, an earthly parent, I will make sacrifices. If my child wants something, any of my kids want something that I really know they need, I will sacrifice things. I will give up on things because I love them so that they can have that thing. It's the same thing with God. God will give you what you need. He tells you a thousand cattle on the hill belongs to him. There's nothing you and I can give to God. There's no sacrifice that's as great as the sacrifice that God has made for you and I because he loves you and I. God is a giving God. Don't ever think, why am I going through this? I shouldn't go through this. Why am I suffering luck when somebody who doesn't go to church has so much Habakkuk says just wait and see what God will do he said the flowers in the field he can take care of them talk less of you that is so dear to him you that he has made in his own image why won't he do it for you he will do it because he loves you no matter what you are going through do not doubt it God still loves you that is why in his presence there's fullness of joy even in that joy you might have sorrow but there is joy you will be assured because God is a giving God he will never leave you and he will never forsake you Again, God is an attentive God. Isaiah 49, 15 to 16. And he says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your worlds are ever before me. That is the God that we serve. He said, can a mother forget the child that they breastfeed? Yes, they have. I've seen on news and I've read in papers where a mother is breastfeeding and then they fall asleep and then they smooth out that child and that child dies, suffocates. They love the child. That's why they are feeding the child. But unfortunately, they got tired and they slept off and then they rolled on the new baby and the baby dies. But God tells you that he will never forget you. That's why he never sleeps. He never slumbers. You will call out to him and he will hear on his holy mountains and he will answer you. You will call out to him in, his, in your distress. He will answer you because he attentive. He sees you. His eyes are for you. His eyes are all over you. Even though the Bible says the devil is roaming the earth looking for whom to devour. God's eyes are upon you. That's why he says his eyes will shine on you. When God's eyes shine on you, the enemy disappeared. Darkness recedes. That's why he told them to pray in the book of Numbers that the face of God will continually shine on them. The countenance of God will be upon them. So he's hundred percent attentive. He says the hair on your head that he knows it. He wants to give you everything that is beneficial to you. God is an attentive God. Call out to him. And he will hear you at any time, at any point. Even your darkest hour, he's there. He says he has you in the palm of his hand. When somebody wants to give you something that you don't want to forget, the first place you do is get a pen and scribble it in your palm so that you keep remembering. Again, 
God gives without counting the cost. That is why he gave us his son. The other person who wanted to sacrifice his son was Abraham. He was just obeying God. He was going to do it. But God did not count the cost. It's there in the book of Isaiah. His son was humiliated. His son was beaten. His son was spat on. They put a ton of crown on his head. He was bleeding. He was stabbed. He was nailed to the cross. God did not count that cost. He said, as long as I can restore the ones that I love back to me. I'm ready for my son to go through that. That is the God that we serve. The love of God is the love that gives a second chance. Because he doesn't give up, he gives second chance for us to go back to him again and again. He gives us a second chance. He gave Samson second chance because he could have allowed Samson to die blind, dead, broke, everything. Even in his disobedience, when Samson went back because he loved him, he gave him a second chance so that he can destroy his enemy. That's the God that we serve, the God of a second chance. Romans 5, 18, it says, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. When Adam sinned, man fell out of favor with God. Man was separated from God. We could not approach God anymore because God is a holy God who cannot behold on holiness. He says that. So he can't go back on his word, but yet he still loved us. He found a way to reconcile us back, to give us a second chance. And our second chance was when Christ went to the cross and died for you and I. He gave us a second chance to be reconciled to him. He's still the same God. Even now, when we sin, all we need to do is to go back to him like David. It's not his will that any man will perish. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be the judge of yourself. God does not want to judge you. So don't be the one that is judge, you know, I've done this great and massive thing. I can't go back again. God, no, this is it. There's no need. Let me just die in my sin. Judas, the one who betrayed Christ, was too proud. I'm sure if Judas went back, even after betraying Jesus Christ, and said, I'm sorry. Christ who forgave the thief on the cross, he would have forgiven Judas. But no, he didn't. He didn't get his second chance. Instead, he took his own life. Let's not be like Judas. No matter what we've done, let's go back to the God of second chance. And God is a God of forgiveness. His love forgives. We all know the story of the prodigal son. You've come back. You've realized your foolishness, and he embraces, and he rejoices. God forgives. He's not man that keeps malice forever because his, God, his love, is, love is an everlasting love. He's quick. And what does God want from us? Very simple. He wants us to love him. Love him with all our hearts, with everything that we have. He wants us to love his people. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. The love is available, but you have to step into the love. And you step into the love by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Without that, you cannot benefit from this love. Because he says, 
He will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. But if you want to enjoy, to live in this love, love of forgiveness, love of attention. I love attention. I want to call on God and he hears me. I want to call him at any time. I want God to be attentive to me. But I have to love him. I have to submit to him. I will end by reading the book of Romans 8. 38 to 39, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul was persuaded that nothing because this incomprehensible love that God has for us, nothing can separate us from me. Are you persuaded? The only thing you need to be is to be Christ-like. My prayer this evening is that each and all, every one of us, we come to that level and believe that nothing can separate God's love for us as long as we are living in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.